0: A statement uh, to the church in Corinth. He said, What is it that you have that you did not receive? So if you receive it, then why boast thou as if you receive not? Who gave us ears that we can actually hear, as John said to the seven churches in Asia, Revelation 2 and 3, seven times? Then they have an ear, let them hear what the Spirit says to the church. He's not making reference to these receptors on the side of our heads, but there's ears to actually hear the voice of God. Who gave you those ears? Who gave you eyes? Not talking about the sockets in your, in your forehead or in your head that you can see things that are natural, but the things that are hidden from the wise and the prudent have been revealed to babes. Who given you those eyes? I think Paul calls it in the Uh, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 he calls it the eyes of your understanding who opened the eyes of your understanding and who made straight path for your feet that which is lame that is that can't walk upright and walk snoo-footed who gave gave you a straight path for your feet my God that we can walk upright who gave you these things who gave you a heart of flesh that can be touched with the feelings of others infirmities not a heart of stone that's indifferent to everybody else who gave you that Oh, thank you, Lord. We have so much to be thankful for. Thank God for ears to hear, eyes to see, a path that we can walk in, understanding, light for the feet. Thank you, Lord. And let me tell you, let me tell you about this wonderful God. You know how big God is? Let me tell you how big God is. You may be seated. I don't want to keep you standing. just in consideration. You know God is so big that there's no jealousy in him toward his son. But yet the Bible said he's a jealous God. He says it three times I can recall as I'm on my feet. He says he is a jealous God. Jealous in as much that he wants the admiration. He wants the glory. He wants the honor. But when it comes to his son, his only begotten son, there is no jealousy. And to make sure that we understand that, he himself, Jesus said in the fifth chapter of the book of uh, John, he himself actually judges no man. But God has given all judgment to the Son, that's Jesus, that men may honor the Son even as they honor the Father. What a wonderful decoration! God wants you to know there is no jealousy toward his Son. He wants his Son to be glorified. He wants his Son to be magnified. He wants his Son to be lifted up and exalted. And God the Father himself, he's not jealous. So when we sing songs of admiration, songs of appreciation, uh, that is toward the Son, of God, God is God the Father, and he has a son. There's two distinct beings. And say, what about the Spirit of God? That is the creative force of God. That's the very life source of God. Uh, that's the very life of everything that has moving life. And so he's not a being, per se. It's His Spirit. But there is a Father, there is a Son, there's a cherubim, my God, that are actually these two Sherbans over uh, the, the uh, covered uh, uh, mercy seat. That actually covered the uh, Ark of the Covenant. They touch. The two wings touch. And that represents God the Father and represents his son facing one another. My God, they touch and agreeing. Thank you, Lord. And what is in that, what's in that covenant? What's inside that covenant box? What's in that box? My God, it was three things. And every one of you, every one of us, we have to have likewise. There's, this is your, your, your Ark of your Covenant is your heart, not this muscle in your chest. But the very core of your being, there has to be a testimony. There has to be a testimony. One time we was in darkness, but thank God he brought us to light. Aren't you? You have that testimony. And that was one time, thank God, we was without God, or we were without his son. We was alienated from the commonwealth of Israel. But thank God, now you which are far off, now you and I, by the blood of Jesus. That in your ark and your covenant. I think we ought to tell him thank you. My God, there was one time I like what what the, uh, the man in the well said. He said, listen, I don't know whether or not uh, this man talking about Christ because he accused him of being a sinner. He said, whether he is a sinner or not, I don't know. But one thing I do know, where I was blind, thank God now I can see. I was blind to the things of God, but now, thank God, I understand the plan of salvation. I understand where the church were, went on the day of Pentecost, and how it fell away. My God, but more important than that, I have a vision of the church being restored. And so we we're working on a project, aren't we? Restoration. Restoration for our soul, restoration of the order of God, restoration of the truth of God, resur- a, a, a restoration its the proper term, a restoration of all things that God created. Not just the restoration of the church. The restoration of the church is a prelude to the restoration of the earth. The earth itself was cursed. God didn't create the earth cursed. He did not create the dog chasing a cat. He didn't create the cat chasing a rat. Didn't create the rat giving diseases and infestation. That's not how God created it. God didn't create a lion eating a lamb. That's not how he created it. But what happened, Brother Brown? The Bible said by one man, by one man uh, sin, entered into the world and death by sin. So death passed upon all men, but not just that. The whole creation, Paul says in Romans chapter 8, it groaned and travailed, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Get back in order. Everything, get back in order. Man, get back in order. Women, get back in order. Children, get back in order. Why? My God, you know that dog tired of barking? He's tired of chasing the cat? The cat is tired of eating rats? My God, everything get a chance to eat straw. You know everything made when God created it, there was no flesh eating. That's only happened because of the fall of man. And so everything is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God, the whole creation itself. And so, how does it happen? It started by that one man, Jesus. Came on the earth. Came to—I think he says the prophet put it like this. Came to restore. That's a big word. He came to restore. To restore means put things back in his original condition. He came to restore that which he took not away. What did he not take away? He didn't take away the tree It happened by that man. And there was any the garden. And by the way, there's no place on the earth called the Garden of Eden. That's metaphorically. Garden of Eden is the same thing called paradise. Garden of Eden and paradise is a place where the tree of life can be found. The tree of life is not a natural life. A tree. There's no tree on the earth called the tree of life. The tree of life is the word of God. This is, if you eat of that, you can live. And when the fall of Adam transpired, uh, that man had the potential to live still eternally in a fallen condition. And so God told his son, he said, let's put flaming swords, that is, at this Garden of Eden, to keep the way, lest man shall eat thereof and keep it in a fallen condition. And so the two swords represents the old and the new covenant, the two cherubims. And uh, their job is to keep the tree of life. It's just enough room for your soul to get to it. Your flesh, your pride, your arrogance, it, my custom, my culture, my tradition, it won't fit through the flaming sword. It won't do it. And so I can't get to the tree of life. And so that's called paradise. It's the same thing when Jesus told, I, I, don't, I just came to give Christ glory. I'm going to stop and put a knife to my throat. Such a time as this. Because the first thing I realize is that God doesn't share his glory with no man. only one he shared with is his son. And if we don't glorify the Father, Glorify the Son, and he won't give us any manna from heaven. You realize in the old covenant, the manna represent the word of God. Before that manna fell, a dew had to fall, and the dew would fall all night. That's a representation of the Spirit of God falling upon this old earthen vessel. And so when we glorify the Lord, we lift them up, he rewards us with his presence. That wonderful dew from heaven, the Spirit of God, began to cover this earth, and now we're able to receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save our soul, not our traditions, not our cultures, not our customs, and our rituals. Brother, absolutely not. There's no salvation in that. It's only the soul. The most valuable thing on this earth is the souls of people. We're in the soul saving business, we're in the soul restoration business because we're working for the Lord. And so, to do that, the first thing we've got to do is give Jesus Christ the glory, we've got to give God the Father the glory. We got to thank him because it's in him we live, we move, and we have our being. I said, let's tell the Lord we appreciate him. Give him a wave off and Lord. We're thankful. It is he that has made us, and not we are. said, so we are his people and uh, sheep of his pastor. We can't just come in any kind of way, enter into his gates with, and into his courts with. That's what the psalmist said. And be thankful unto his name and do what? Why? Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. Thank God. His truth endures all generations. God bless you.
1: Where they live at, just to um, be able to go to Sister Natalie's house, to, you know, because you um, and um, Sister um, Missy and um, Brother Arnell just was able to go to their house and even go to Brother Brown and Sister Grace. It it's just was a blessing to, because um, you, you hear, but then when you you know you see them and hear from them, to just to get the opportunity to go to see where they live, and um just the whole area and just the fellowship was great, was just great, and um just to be able to you know just to, um just the fellowship with them was was uh, um, amazing. You know, and just um, even going to eat out with um, brother Caleb, one of his favorite places to go eat out. It was just great to see that. Just um, see where they, you know, reside at, and go places and interact with them. It just was a um, blessing. And I thank God.
2: Things of
3: this world, I've had my fill, and I was just um testifying to this young brother last night and I was just remembering my testimony and it's like anything a a natural man could have wanted um I've had my fill and there was just something that was still empty inside me and um I didn't know what it was at the time but it was Jesus calling and um I had made a prayer about a year ago um and every single one of my prayers is being answered right now and he just has like I just want to praise him because he just has like so much integrity and why wouldn't i want more of him um and yeah i just wanted to um appreciate the lord for just providing me with a brotherhood somewhere i can receive understanding and wisdom and i just want to give my
2: thanks it's a beat. I saw you all in Marco, St. Marcos. I watched you on BoxCast
4: and I just thank God that we got the hook up. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to say thank you. I love you. Uh, I don't know where I'd be without you all. I was talking to my youngest son. I was getting my box, my iPad together to watch on BoxCast. And he said, Mom, did you ever think you would be able to go back there again? And I said, I never gave up. I never gave up. And God knows what's in your heart, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Uh,
2: I always say, I'm going to.
5: Uh, my English when I saw my brother. each <laughs> time. I'm blessed. And Saint Marco.
4: Since the week I was in Saint Marco.
5: Et pour avec So
4: I can go and worship with my brothers and my
5: sisters et gay un exact
4: you felt even though there wasn't an exact
5: subject, but you felt the fellowship, you felt like there was something in that building, and I felt blessed, when
4: I saw my brothers and my
5: sisters, and I feel like there was another harmony, and I fell in love with this
4: harmony that I felt in St.
5: Marco I thank the Lord I was there I'm do all that
4: I can to share my spirit with the people of God
5: and I'm going
4: to continue praying for that area
5: so that area can grow while I
4: was in that area, Brother Brown was talking about the heat that was in that area.
5: for me who came from Haiti, I didn't feel like it was nothing. For people who are here and when you consider the disciples who were walking across the sea and those who were sitting on the grass who was walking in the desert they were serving God and when you are here. we okay, microphone. You have microphones. have okay, okay, nice carpet. You have nice carpet. Okay, you have electricity. You, you feel truly comfortable. Tesla. And I believe that the true test, when you begin to do these works, and and
4: you see what's written in the Bible, going on top of the
5: mountains, and going in the valleys, and they came to all the crevices, Oh, and their
4: um, canoes, their little boats
5: and you think in myself in that time would I be able to serve a God like that? and I feel like in that variation you can feel your I'm blessed people of God let us continue to be blessed together let us continue to mix our spirits together when I saw
4: a lot of people came to sister Natalie's
5: house let me do something and make some food And the people who are with me? and we made a way and made some proof and we feel blessed and we feel flattered because we feel the people of God come to our let us continue to mix our spirits and I
4: heard Brother Brown doing
5: the exhortation let
4: us not allow this exhortation all the time
5: et lorsque il dit comment pour fille and- el- Oh, speaking about those sisters. So they can um,
4: mix their spirits all together.
5: Not only the people
4: who are your friends.
5: And even people who you don't who know. Visit, people who visit. C'est ça là. That is the true gospel. And us brothers and sisters. And us brothers. And so we can continue to bless one another and fellowship with one another and that is where the church is going to grow you can have some revelations. You can have your own interpretation. But when we have the love, communion. the communion, and when we're sharing what we all have, and the Lord can help us to grow more. I feel blessed this morning. And I see a
4: lot of people not here
5: this morning because of the sickness that's going around m'beni. I'm blessed m'beni matin pour I'm m'la. blessed this morning Et to be here
4: my wife is not here this morning because
5: she didn't feel too well I
4: told her let's go but she said I'm not feeling too well so I'm going to watch it on boxcast
5: we're blessed this morning for this beautiful work that's being done.
4: I just stood up to say that I feel that something is going on in St. Marco.
5: That's
0: why I
4: stood up to bless the name of the Lord. May the Lord
2: bless you.
6: anything about the Lord, but he saved me. He gave me a heart for this way. I'm thankful that he gave me eyes to see. Um, Sister Alex sang um, this song on Friday night. I've been on the mountains with Jesus. I've been in the valley solo, but never, ever when I look back over my life and I think things over, he's always been there. It may not have been the way I wanted it to be, but he kept me, and I'm here. I'm still here and i don't take those things lightly i'm thankful for eyes to see i was thinking about the scripture how uh, the man Adam wasn't deceived but the woman being in the transgression was deceived. I don't want to transgress the word of God. I don't want to transgress his way. I don't want to be, be deceived. Uh, Lord keep showing me. Keep letting me see your way. Keep me pressing. Keep me pushing. Keep me hungering. Keep me thirsting after righteousness. I'm just thankful it is this way. It is it's coming this way is what the Lord opened my eyes and helped me to see this way and I am so thankful. I don't take that lightly i don't know where i would be if it wasn't for the lord if it wasn't for his grace i don't even want to think about where i would be i am just thankful grateful i don't take these things lightly even the opportunity to go to san marco's it was it's a blessing it's just a blessing to be a part of what the lord is doing this is a dark world and i'm so thankful that i'm not lost that I can see and that my eyes is on the prize that awaits me on the other side. And I'm going to keep on working by the grace of God. I'm going to keep on working. I'm going to keep mortifying this flesh. I'm going to keep killing this old man, putting him to death. I, I want I'm, my eyes are on the prize that awaits me on the other side. And I want to keep working by the grace of God until he comes.
7: but uh, I was able to see it on, uh, on zoom. And I thought about um, actually, God is—it's just beautiful to see God work. I remember coming here, uh, this group of people back in uh, was like April of 2005, and uh, we were—we talk about uh, down in uh, what's the other place y'all was at Ashland. Ashland, but nobody talks about uh, Barrel Street. That's where I came, and it was at Barrel Street storefront, this is this is your history for those of you who don't know the history, I want to kind of bring you up a little bit. We just didn't show up here and everybody's, you know these, Brother Gene talked about these nice uh, air-conditioned conditions and air-conditioned rather than the other amenities, but we didn't have all that. In fact, on Barrow Street it was had to be about uh, maybe twelve by twenty or so and a few people and uh, I just happened to wander in there, well, I didn't wander in, somebody invited me, uh, but uh, from that point, the Lord, I could see the Lord was with this group of people based on, uh, uh, I thought about how the presentation in St. Mark's about what we were about was different from when I came. It was a little bit, you know, kinda hard to be understood but I, I was really impressed how efficient the uh, presentation of who we are and what we're about in St. Mark was, you know, I mean, you could just say, well, listen, this is something I'm interested in. And uh, nevertheless, uh, I'm using these two analogies here, but I was, I was interested at that point when I first met these people, dedicated people. It wasn't a lot of people. but They were very dedicated. And I've seen the Lord, the Word of God, Jesus Christ is just amazing to, to, to see in operation when you see people respond to the principles and to the, the things of God, and their heart is just overwhelmed. And I heard the sister testified about her little brother Friday night, and, and that's the hope that we all had, that they had when I found them, that this gospel would change lives. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been around a little while. And I have seen it, it is, uh, I mean, I was in, uh, well, you don't know, but I was uh, in my profession, I was in sales. And so one thing I never wanted to do was to guarantee anything. I made sure I didn't guarantee, because first of all, I'm selling somebody else's product. I'd investigate it, but I still didn't trust corporate America. And I wasn't going to stake my reputation on corporate America. So I I didn't guarantee anything one thing I have learned I will guarantee the word of God it will make a difference in your life so I I, you know we talked about how uh, where we are now and the opportunity for the young people but there there was a there's a and this song talks about uh, a price to to be paid and so yeah we paid a little price I'm not done yet I'm still paying a price uh, some people paid a price for me to even get me to an opportunity to touch my mind that I, I wanted to. I, I, was, I wanted to do right, and I was talking today in the brothers' meeting about, "Yeah, you want to do right, but you don't even know what right is. You know a little bit of right, but the truth be told, uh, we really don't know. I didn't know what I was doing. I'll speak for me. I did all anything I knew that I wanted to work hard and I wanted to be a success in this natural world." And that's not a hard thing to do. Even people that's not even very efficient can do that. But I, I also realized that it was all vanity because I did, I did read, I read Solomon's writing. And Solomon, you know, I didn't know him personally, but I feel like I know him because that was in all, us in all of us to want to wanna be something, to want to be somebody. But I realized that was just, you know, no, no matter what you do, uh, folks are going to find fault, you know, but I, so I wanted to have a pure heart. And I was, I was in an environment where uh, I, I kind of was in a humble environment. So that made me humble. Uh, my mother was disabled, was on uh, public assistance. For all of you who think I was, you know, I had it all going on. You know, you see me now and say, oh, this brother got. No, I didn't have it all. But I had, I had confidence in this unknown God that I, I just felt good when I went to these these meetings these these services I had at the church, and I wanted to know more about this God and so I said all that same all this, hopefully i'm not rambling, but the point is that we do have we had we had a price we paid, we paid rather uh we have a price we yet going to pay, and so this is part of our preparation here, the things that we're hearing I uh, was encouraged by some things I heard today, and so let's use this this power that we have the Spirit of God Amen. the Word of God and we have this great ministry that's helping us that's that's, that's first partakers so I'm, I'm encouraged by what I see I have no doubt that whatever we put our hands to do and it's of God it will turn out successful yeah. and I think that's true for all of all of us if we just consider and follow the word of God. And you see these lives changing, and it's just, you know, you can't, I, I mean, quite frankly, I know what's gonna happen if they stay here, Brother Cody. If you stay around, I know what's gonna happen. I know where you're gonna be sitting, I know what you're gonna be saying. So we can see that. We're not prophets, but we know the word of God is a sure It's like a nail in a sure
2: place.
8: And just going out there i started examining myself to see you know i'm going out here and i'm meeting people and i'm talking and i meet people all the time i talk to people all the time and i started examining myself to see okay why is it so easy for me to do it here in texas is it because that i'm not going to see these people anymore or you know what it is that was different there than what i need to do here so when everyone was speaking on friday about showing piety at home This is what I need to be doing right here in this area. I meet many people. I talk to many people throughout my day. So I just started examining myself. And I was ashamed of myself of how lack thereof that I don't speak of this goodness that the Lord has given me. And when Brother Russell, he got up and he spoke about Barrow Street, well, that's where I came from. 20 years. This year will be 20 Uh years that the Lord brought me in. And I'm just so thankful and grateful. Why wouldn't I want to share this goodness and how the Lord has changed my life, how the Lord changed the uh, Sean and Sierra lives and just how all of that just blossomed just from that storefront. So when I was in St. Marco's, it lit a fire in me that I wanted to come back here in this area and speak of the goodness of Lord, share the goodness of how wonderful he is and how he can just change your life and have you going this way and then you turn and go this way and just have a brand new and can feel that what Brother uh, Ron was talking about, that emptiness that's in me. So what it did for me, it just lit a fire that I needed and I love to be around young people. I love how they can just go out and just feel so free to talk and who am I just to sit here and die like a fool just been here 20 years and not to bring someone into this wonderful banqueting house where the banner over over it is love so I'm just thankful to be here really excited to be in St. Marco's and to see the work and just remind me 20 years ago, what it was all about, just not a shame of the gospel. And I'm just thankful to be here and wanted to let the Lord know that I'm thankful and I appreciate him for showing me me because otherwise I could go there and come back and not even see what's the point to travel them miles and come back and don't bring in the good news here in this area. So I'm just thankful to be here.
9: I just want to uh, stand and echo the sentiments of the, uh, of the assembly. Uh, I didn't make it to St. Marco's due to circumstances, but I was able to watch it on Zoom and uh, enjoyed the spirit I felt uh, early Friday, uh, seeing the people pressing through, uh, getting behind the veil. You can see the movement of God. It was just a beautiful uh, situation to be in. And I, myself, uh, came in at the same time as uh, uh, Sister Desiree did and Brother Russell. I came in to, uh, the law brought me to this way in 2004 on Barrow Street. That's where, uh, that's where I ended up at. That's where I started out. i never forget, <laughs> I made a phone call to a certain person, certain brother, and I asked him, I said, what time is your meeting? He said, well, yeah. I said, I'm in home. I was going to this other assembly. But they're not open yet, so he said, oh, wait, well, yeah, I told him when I was, it? look, don't move, I'm on my way. And uh, nevertheless, when I walked in, I sat on the last seat, first row by, by the door, just in case. They taught, that, they taught that scripture literally, that you take up serpents, and they shall not bite you. So, but nevertheless, uh, the Lord brought me this way in 2004. I've been on this way for 20 years. Uh, it's by the grace of God that I have not taken a sabbatical. I never looked back. I never went back to the world. Uh, the Lord showed me this way. I, I embrace it with, oh, with all my heart, uh, with, all my, with all my might. Uh, this way has totally, totally changed my life. I mean, for the good, not for the bad. Uh, all the rebukes, all the scorning, all the correction. Uh, I, I pray that I took it right. I, I didn't murmur. I didn't complain. I just accepted it. It was me. It was me, oh, Lord. I was standing in the knee of prayer, so I didn't look at no one else. I didn't say, oh, this person did me this, this person did me that. No, Lord, it was for my correction. It was for my upbringing. It was for my steadfastness. It was for the, to correct me and to bring me to this good day. Had I looked back at those things and I, took, and I led those things to lodging in my heart and, and envy and malice and jealousy grow in my heart, Lord, I wouldn't be here this day. That something would have taken me out of here. Something would have caused me to walk out of those doors. A foolish thought. Uh, 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 it's that little seed that gets dropped, and if you don't cast that out, brother, that seed will take root, and it'll grow. It'll take a. Uh, it'll take a deep root, and you cannot draw it out. You can't break it out, brother. You have to rip it out. So I, 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 thank the Lord that He did not allow such things to take lodging in my heart. It's not that things didn't happen. It's not that things didn't. Uh, things did not oppo- uh, uh, oppose me. But, Lord, I pray that I took it with the right spirit because the Lord didn't do me anything. But the Lord, what he did do, he came and tore down the middle wall of perdition to give me a way back to the tree of life. So, Lord, I'm thankful for what you've done for me. I'm thankful for the sacrifice that you made for the people of God. Now that I look back, I remember whenever we first moved out here, brother, all we had was two acres of grass. That's all we had out here. And we used to come out here and cut it to keep it cut. But that's all we had. So I know some people that walk in here now, no, we didn't buy this building. We erected this building. Uh, all we had was grass out here. I remember the first thing we put out here was that fence out there. That was the first thing we put out there to separate us from that graveyard next, next door. I remember that with all vividness. I remember a certain brother walked with us, and he ended up leaving while we was putting the fence up. And someone and I had never put up a fence in my life. Didn't know the clue about putting up a fence. And uh, Brother Brown walked up to me and said, well, Brother Ray, you're it. I said, it what? He said, Brother, we need you to put this fence up. I said, Brother Brown, I never put up a fence in my life. I don't know what to do. He said, Brother, pray that the Lord touch your mind. <laughs> and, uh, Brother, so, so the Lord touched my mind. But not, not only touched my mind, but uh, even in the Bible, there's scripture for what we do here. Uh, remember whenever Moses got ready to erect the, uh, the tabernacle? And, uh, and Moses said, Well, Lord, who's going to do the work? And the Lord said, I will touch the sons of the mind of, I think it was her. He was going to, touch, he was going to take, touch, touch their sons and grandsons, and he said, I'm going to give them the knowledge, the bill, the, the, the candlestick, the, uh, the table of showbread, the, the, the cherubim. He was going to touch their minds. So I thank the Lord that the Lord touched our mind, and we as a brotherhood, brother, we put that fence up, and through all the hurricanes, that's the only thing out here that never came down. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> but I just stood to tell the Lord, God, I, Lord, I see your marvelous works. Yes. You did it once, Lord. You could do it again. Yes. He did it down here in Shreva. I just want to encourage the people of God to know that he could do it in St. Marcos as yes. well. Yes. So so despise not the day as a small beginning. No, it's just to build your character, build your uh, your strength in the Lord, your confidence in the Lord. So it's a good day. Amen. It's a very good day in the Lord. So I just stood to tell the Lord.
1: Thank you. God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Um, we sung a song More of You. Um, and just listen to the testimonies. Um, what you can hear um, is a decrease in ourselves and an increase in God in our lives. Um, I gotta admit, I gotta repent. First more first off. Um, I didn't have the right spirit, the best spirit coming here. But uh, it says where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. And, I, um, you know, before you come through the threshold, you should leave, even before you leave your house, to you leave all the cares of the world there um, because um, this is a holy ground. You have to take your... Uh, shoes off your feet and uh your shoes is not literal shoes it's the mind it's that carnal mind that you have to leave it's the worldly desires the worldly problems you have to leave behind before you come to this uh great place uh where god is um i was listening to the testimonies um and uh something happened to me, happened to me a, a few months ago where uh you know, people go out and witness, you know, they'll knock on your door. I thought it was only Jehovah Witnesses who uh, went door to door, but uh, there was this uh, local church that's, uh, you know, guys know where I live. Um, there was this brother or this man who knocked on my door and he could have been like 80 years old. And he's, he's it's hot outside. Uh, it's, Louisiana ain't cold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We just had this cold spell, but he was sweating, just walking around and just door to door. He didn't have much to say. He just, he just wanted to encourage you to come to his church. Um, and what stuck out to me was what came out of his mouth. He was just, he was trying to describe the church. He was telling, him, telling me how they had new lights. They had strobe lights, these beautiful lights that, you know, they just put up just to try to encourage me to go. And I was just like, I thank God that he gave me a revelation that he said, we are the light of the world. We are the light of the world, a city that sit on a hill that cannot be hid. So in my mind, while he was talking to me, I'm like, I have a place where there's twinkling of light in that church. We have yet to come to that fullness of light, but it's enough to light up the world. Yeah. Um, it's enough to reflect on to the streets and so we can um, help people come in.
10: Yeah.
1: Um, just like uh, Brother Ron was saying last night, God kind of rolled back the curtains of my life in my mind, just realizing how great he is. I'm not worthy. I don't merit any special, but we say God is not a respectable person. I'm not supposed to be here. According to the track that I was in as a young man, as a teenager, as I shouldn't be here. I was in pure darkness. I had no hope. I saw no light. I had no light. Um, God took me out of the darkness and brought me a great place. Uh, he changed my mind. He, he, he's washing my mind currently. Um, I, I thank God. I thank God. Without him, I you wouldn't you wanna see me standing here. And every 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 move, every decision that I made towards or in him, he has never failed me once. And every decision I made as a man in a in, in this dark world has always had his end. And we're in a place where, you know, um, we, have a, we have a hope. We have a promise to, to, to never die. We have a never-dying message, and I thank God for that. Um, didn't want to bring down the meaning, but I just wanted to give the sentiments of my heart. Um, just keep, keep praying for me, praying for my family um, to stay in this way. Yes. Being young, be young and married, it's just you battle a lot with the flesh and the spirit. We say there's two in a race. Yeah. And sometimes who you feed is... is <laughs> just pray for me. Um, I don't want to give up. I want to keep on going. I want to keep on striving. Amen.
0: song that was so moving when you tried everything and everything has failed try jesus well after enough years of walking this way you can cut through the chase you don't have to try everything just try jesus you won't have never tried another thing and of course jesus is not a picture on the wall that's that's some of the witty inventions of a carnal mind. He's not a, he's not a picture, a painting, or a portrait. Uh, that's called idolatry. I hate to tell people that, but any time you worship in something that you can see with your eyes, that's idolatry, including that image. That's a falsehood. He was not a European. He didn't have green eyes and brown hair. He walked this earth as a, a Mediterranean Jew. He looked like everyone everyone else that was in that area. He was 42 generation, according to the writings of Matthews. 42 generation of uh, being a Middle Eastern. And he looked like every other Middle Eastern. He didn't look like a European. That's a falsehood. That's a deception. And any time I say this again, I say it with much uh, mercy, but I still have to tell you the truth. Anything that you can worship and see is idolatry. Where do you get that from, Brother Bob? We get it from Jesus. Uh, I'm sorry. My mic can come up. Forgive me. I'm sorry. Let me make a few statements. Is it on? It's not on. Is it on or not on? Well y'all sound like Babylon, so confused. <laughs> That's one of the deceptions. That's one of the deceptions of religion. It can give you a temporary fix. But if it's not truth, it's not Jesus. If you can understand that Jesus Christ, if you can look at it, he's more than just a mortal man walking in shoe leather. What he was it's a hard concept for people to get. He was the word of God. You looked at him, you could say, there go Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, there go Joshua, Judges, Ruth. There is 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel. That's 1st King, 2nd King. That's 1st Chronicles, 2nd Chronicles. That's Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther. That's Job, Psalm, Proverbs. He was the word of God in Shula. That's what he was. And the fact that he was made born of a woman, uh, for as much as the children of partakers of flesh and blood, he also likewise partook of the same, that he, that he is through death, may destroy him, that's death to the will of the flesh. He may destroy him that had power of death, as is the devil. The devil is talking about the carnal mind, not some fallen being out there. It's not bothering me. If there's something floating around in the air, it's not my problem. My problem sits right on my on my neck. Uh, my problem between my eardrums. That's nothing from without. Jesus said in what is that, uh, Mark 7, that's nothing from without entering into a man defile him. Uh, but that what defiles a man comes out of his heart. By the heart proceed fornication. Uh, Evil surmise, evil thoughts, and murders, and so on and so forth. So that's not my trouble. My trouble is here. The way I think, the way I process, the way I respond, that's my problem. It's a sin-sick soul. I was sharing with the brothers this morning, not because I sin, I'm a sinner. No, I sin because that's my nature. Uh, I was born that way. And thank God, that's why we must be born. The Bible used the word again, but if you go look at the translation word is above. Go look at it. That's a word translated again That's Catholicism got that in the book. Go back and read the original Greek. It's from above, a heaven. You got to be born from heaven which is above. Uh, what do you mean born? Well, that's what Jesus Christ was. Uh, the Bible said he was actually, uh, how you put this in John chapter 1? Uh, he said, uh, which was born not of the will of the flesh, nor of the blood, but by the will of God. And, I, and so I'll go back to this a few moments, back up a few verses. So in the beginning was the word. This is familiar. Give me a moment here. I want to grab your mind. When the Bible says only we sing a song, first of all, we just sung it, only he can satisfy. That's not religiology. Religiology won't satisfy nothing. It's a temporary fix, temporary high, but it will not satisfy. Why am I here? What's the purpose of life? Why is there a male and a female? What's the purpose of that? What's the whole cause? It won't satisfy that. And so religion will give you a temporary fix, give you hype, give you psych, but it won't give you no might. you good, I like that. <laughs> That's right from heaven. <laughs> it won't give you the might of the word might of power to overcome your problems. Your problems is you, it's not your neighbor. It's not your dog, it's not your cat, it's not your boss, it's not your job, it's not bigotry, racism, economics, your problem is you. It's not what happens to you, it's what's happening in you. What are you thinking? How do you respond to that? There is your problem. And so the word of God, and that's what Christ is, Jesus Christ is the word of God. Though he walked this earth as a man, it was just because the children are partakers of flesh and blood. Uh, That's the only reason. He was the word of God throughout the scriptures. uh, When uh, God in his creative form, say, let us create man, let us make man in our own image. That's our, us. That's two talking. It wasn't just one. That was God uttering. I want to help you to get it. This concept is not difficult. It's biblical. We can go through it. God is God alone. Besides him, there is none other. I want you to get that revelation. God is God alone. Besides him, there is no other, none other. Who formed, He said, I formed the light. I created darkness. I have created evil and I created light. I, the Lord, do all these things. So that's God the Father. There is none other. Everything else is created. God himself is not created. Everything else is created. What about the son? That's God created his son. He created him. Uh, Proverbs chapter 8. I won't go through it. Uh, before the heavens were, he was brought forth. Before the sun, the moon, the stars, he was created. He's the beginning, of Colossians 1, the cre- beginning of the creation of God. Let me establish this order make it plain for you. back about religion. Say, there is no Trinity. There is no God the Father with his equal God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. You will not find one place throughout this holy writ where the Holy Ghost is called God. He is the Spirit of God. I have a spirit, you have a spirit. My spirit can be happy, it can be upset. My spirit can be joyous, it can be grievous. I can have a wounded spirit, but I control my spirit. My spirit is controlled by me. I dictate how I let my spirit manifest. God the Father dictates his spirit. He sends his spirit. He sends his spirit. He withholds his spirit. He gives his spirit. He controls his spirit. Are you with me, saints of God? And so God and his spirit are not equal no more than you and your spirit are equal. It's subject to the will of the Father. It's a spirit. It's a life-giving force, but he controls it. He can withhold his spirit. He can withdraw his spirit. He can send his spirit. And the Bible uses all those terminologies. And then, of course, there's his son. His son is, say hello. Your mind thought it. That's a thought. Your voice Utter your thoughts. Your voice is your logos. It's a spoken word. But your voice is not you. It expressed your will. God the Father gave a voice to his will. He thought it. His word uttered it. That's called the word of God. It's just the expressed thoughts of the Father. That's what it is. It's the expressed thought. Of the Father when it's written as rhema. But it's a Logos. It has before as anything else, it was an utterable voice. And so now God is talking. Let us. Why did He say us? Because everything was created by His Word. God willed it, He uttered it, and His Word spoke it, and the Spirit of God began to frame into formation. Can you see that? I'm heading somewhere with this. He never created His Spirit with the body. It feels heaven and earth. It's no limited place. It's here. It's in San Marcus, It's in New York. It's in Haiti. It's everywhere at the same time. It feels heaven and earth. That's how God is every place by his spirit. And by the way, God himself is a spirit. He is a spirit. I'm a body. I, am a, I have a spirit. That's my disposition. I'm in a body. But I am a soul. But I'm limited to where I am with my body. Because I'm terrestrial. Terrestrial is something altogether different. Now, that 116 first. Uh, Because if you don't get it right, you will be like religion, just confused. There is two. No trinity. And I'm sorry, Mr. Betty, there's no oneness. God is not his own son. And his son is not his own father. There's a father. He's a son. I have two sons. Those sons are created by me. That's the seed of life that came from me. That's my sons. They're not my equal. They can never be my equal. Every year they get older, I'm a year older also. You'll never stop that. And you follow that. And so God and his son are not equal. Jesus said, My father is what? Greater than I. Some of the misconscriptures misunderstand scriptures when he says, uh, he said, I and my father one. But that's like me and my wife are one. We're not the same. We're one. One in purpose, one in goal, one in uh, finances. We're one. But we're not the same. I don't wear dresses. She does. And so, but we're one in as much as that we're unity. And I'll show you what that means. In the 17th chapter of John, Jesus prayed was, Father, make them one might his disciples, not just those, but those who will believe through their preaching, make them one as we are one. Well, Brother Micah, Brother Greg, and, and 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 brother Jake, we I don't mind me calling you Jay without Cody, do you? Use a J for you use a Cody. Call you Cody J, but really it's Jay Cody. Jay is your middle name. I'm trying to help you understand. But we one, but we're not the same. We three different entities. The only one in things pertaining to God. Can you follow that? So when Jesus said, Father, make them one, that is, make them one voice, make them a, one message, make them one vision, make them one, and it comes to the things of God. So he says, make them one as we are one, showing they're not the same. that makes sense to you? And if we can dispel the Trinity and dispel the oneness, then you'll see there's a Father and there is his Son. And listen, it's by the preponderance of scriptures. It's all doubt-cast. Every gospel written by Paul, and even those written by John, all of them, you'll see it. It's a sagitation to the church. Then he says, by the by grace, uh, you name, God the Father, and he names the Son. It's through grace, mercy, and peace be unto you, through God the Father and our Son, Jesus Christ. That's two. If it's one, you have to keep doing it. The of every letter, you'll notice. God the Father and Jesus Christ. Each time he notices, and you got to pay attention. And of course, you can't see everything. That's why there's a ministry to point these things out to you, showing you irrefutably there's two different beings. Are you with me, saints of God? Okay, you're not with me. Go to go to, uh, go to Romans. Just to touch a few verses, Romans chapter one. I'll give you three quick witnesses. And the reason I'm giving you this is imperative, because you have to see that the Son is created the son is created the son of every creature is a created being there's no exception to that you can't be the father and your own son and I'm not teaching on the trinity but I want you to hit I want you to get who Christ is because you're as he are as he is so are you in the world but Jesus Christ himself is back on the right hand of the father so well, how can I be as he Everything that he was is what we're to be, everything. Everything he's not is what we're against. Everything that's for what we're for is our friend. Everything that's against what we're against is our enemy. If you're against any aspect of Christ, you're my enemy. You're my enemy. I'm going to love you and treat you right, but if you're against Christ, you are the antichrist. Antichrist is not a person. Antichrist is a spirit that's against Christ. If you're against Christ, then you're against his body, which means you're my enemy. I don't take it personally, but it's what you are. And let's just read a couple of these. Verse 2, 1 Corinthians. Someone read it for me. I just want to establish this as we go. And, of course, any time, I was telling Brother Mike, we're always trying to make sure we don't miss God. And it's evident today the Lord is in teaching. you see how the spirit is real sober? And uh, you, you, you notice that the oxen wasn't plowing or... Uh, the prophet would not prophesy, There wasn't much exaltation, because the Lord is present to teach. That's wonderful, because I'm quite comfortable teaching. Really, but I prefer. I can hoop too. I came out of the Baptist, went through Pentecost. I can hoop. When you get through hooping, you still got to sit down and be taught. That's a fact. Uh, preaching is good for reaching. To the unsaved, those who are downcast need to be encouraged. But teaching, what establishes you, is what plants you and nails you down so you don't be a loose shingle on the roof, popping around. I'm in the day out tomorrow. I'm up the day and down tomorrow. That simply means that you're not properly. Taught. Learn how to rule your spirit, rule your disposition. Learn how to get out of your feelings because, real simple, when you're in your feelings, you're in your flesh. But you're in. Don't care how you put it, you're still flush with. And get out of your feelings and get into the truth. And you're not in Christ. To be in Christ is to be in the truth. It's to be in Jesus is to be in the truth. And so I can't be in my truth. I can't be in the truth and in my feelings when they're contrary to one to the other. I'm I making sense to you. Okay, let's go. Uh, Brother Michael, 1 uh, Corinthians 1 and 2. You write these scriptures down and you'll see the rest. I'm going to do every one of them for you. Read that verse for me, Brother Michael.
3: 1 Corinthians 1 and 2. Unto the church of God, which is at Corinth.
0: Okay, telling you who he's writing it to.
3: To them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, call to be saints with all that in every place call Watch this carefully. Call upon the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, both theirs and ours.
0: Actually, verse 3. Listen to this carefully.
3: Grace be unto you and peace. From who? From God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ.
0: You notice that's an injunction. Injunction and. It's two, not three. It's two. You got the oneness on one side, and you have the trinitarian on the other side. Who's wrong, Brother Brown? They both. You got to split the difference. The truth is somewhere in between. <laughs> it's two. That's just a witness. Go to 2 Corinthians, Brother Michael, a 1 and 2. Just real. I'm going to pick this pace up. I don't have to read every one of I them. Mean, you'll see the trend. You can go through the rest yourself. Go ahead. Real quick, Brother Michael.
3: Verse uh, 2, I guess. Grace grace be to you and peace from God our Father. From who? God our Father. I can't hear
0: everybody. From who? And who else?
3: And from the Lord
0: Jesus Christ. Okay. Third witness. Go to Galatians. One and one, Brother Michael. Just real quickly here. I think you will see the pattern. I won't have to go through it much further.
3: Paul, an apostle. Not of men, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ. Thank you. And God the Father. Raise him from the dead.
0: How can you miss that? Verse 3.
3: Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. How do you
0: miss that? Go to Ephesians, next book over. Just one more, and I'll stop. It's throughout. And so, why would we contend with the truth? To fit our traditions and what we was told and what somebody influenced us with. But let God be true in what? I don't care who you are, if you're saying anything contrary to these scriptures, you're a liar in that aspect. Oh, Galatians. I'm sorry, Ephesians, Ephesians.
2: Go ahead.
3: 1 and 2.
0: 1 and 2. I'll stop with this. And you can see the rest.
3: Grace be to you and peace from
2: God our Father.
0: I can't let everybody read it with me. From who? Count. God our Father. How I many is that? And from who? Three verse 3. Get Bless. Blessed be who? God the Father. Thank you. One and one is what? You don't have to be a mathematician. nothing to argue about. Just read the scriptures. That's the first thing. If we can dispel that, now you'll see there's a father and there is a son. They're not the same. There's a father and there's a son. The father is greater than the son. Now, God made everything. He did. But the only thing he himself created was the son. Everything else was made by him and for him. And without him, that is the son, was not anything made that was made. All things was made for him, whether it be principalities, thrones, dominion, visible, and invisible. All, let's, let's read it. Was it Colossians 1.16? Real quick. Uh, I'm, I'm just laying out a foundation since the Lord is present to teach because you've got to get that truth. And see, no man, you cannot be a Jehovah witness. That is ludicrous. I'm sorry for all you former Jehovah witnesses. You can only be a witness to that which you have seen. That which you can attest to, the only people who only one can be a true witness of God the Father is Jesus. There is no other Jehovah witness. There is none. The Bible says redundantly, "No." Jesus said, "No man has seen the Father; only He which came down from heaven." No man has seen the Father; only Jesus. So He, the only one, can witness of the Father, and He Himself to the New Testament Church. He revealed his truths. He revealed his order. He revealed his his doctrine. Then he said, now you are my witnesses. He made them your witness. You shall be witness unto me both in Jerusalem, that's at home, Judea, that's the country, and Samaritan, uh, that's people who was practicing Judaism who was nothing but Gentiles. Then he said to the uttermost parts of the earth. And so the only witnesses of Christ is God. And what we're witnesses are, we're witnesses of Christ. The true name and we should be Christ's witnesses. There's no Jehovah Witnesses. I used to pray for them to come in my subdivision. They wouldn't put me on the blacklist. They wouldn't come to my house. They have a blacklist. And so they'll skip my house. As God is my witness, I'll go knock on the same door they knock on. I seen two gentlemen come in here. They would not the right angels. Can I get in here with you, please? And we'll sit down and discuss. They'll get up and leave. You know, they get up and leave because they don't want to discuss. They pray on the unlearned. They pray on the unread. And maybe I was a little bit, you know, in your youth, you're a little bit reckless. I probably could have found a more... Act way to tell them you don't want what you're talking about. I tell them, I say, go ahead and get out your little book. Go, you'll need it. <laughs> Where am I with the word of God? Just love confrontation uh, with people propagating a lie. And took great pleasure in undressing them. I still can't go. And they moved from on the east side. They built a new one on 311. You know my name still is in there? I got a new address. They still won't let me talk to them. They won't. I'm not even welcome in the kingdom hall. I, I, you welcome here. I don't want to argue. I'm nicer now than I was 30 years ago. I think I am. But what you're what you propagating is still a lie. You have some truth, but you know, man, go fishing. You say, oh, brother, isn't, isn't Brother Shelby real nice? He's feeding those fish. i seen him with, some, uh, with shrimp, and he put in the water to feed the fish. No, he got just enough fish, just enough bait to catch the fish, and the fish is going to feed him. Every, for someone to get you, they have to have a little truth to bait you in. But let me tell you about the truth. It can become dangerous. You can have just enough truth to inoculate you against the truth. Like if you want, if you have a flu, you don't want to get the flu, they give you just enough of the flu virus that you build up an immunity against it. My God, I need to know all the truth. Not enough to vaccinate me against, inoculate whatever the term is, you know what it is. What's the term? Inoculate. I had that, right? I should have quit while I was ahead. Okay, Colossians 1 and, uh, is that six, 16? I want you, that's, look. Go back to verse 15 to see the context. I'm heading somewhere. Verse 12. It's imperative that you get the understanding first, and then we can build upon it. You've got to have a foundation. Everybody is not right. Because it's a house of worship does not mean it's a house of truth. It's a house of worship. But Jesus told the woman at the well in the fourth chapter of John, you worship, and you what? People don't know you worship in tradition you worship in a ritual. you worship in a denomination. You're worshiping a falsehood. If it ain't Bible, it's just not true. It can sound good, feel good, but brother, it's not good. Paul tells us better than that. John, Paul says, prove all things. Hold oh, fast that which is what? Good. How do you know whether it's good? If it's true. How do you know if it's true? What proves the truth is the truth. Nothing will prove the Bible but the Bible. And I don't want to pick on no group, but them little old books that you have. Uh, witness, you ever notice they keep that? I have two of them at my house. I even have the New World Translation. I have their books. I was, I was a youth. I, I love knowledge. I love understanding. And if it's a book, I got my hands on it. And I was studying with a witness before I learned a little better. He gave me a book to convert me. Two years later, I was trying to convert him. He won't put me on the list. Brother Mike, it's almost 40 years ago. Can you forgive? You still hold that against me. If I go to the witness hall, I gotta change my name. What's your name? A Brown. <laughs> I really am. Uh, Colossians 1 Colossians and What 1, verse 1 to go to verse first? Verse 12. Verse 12. Let's read these verses. I, I don't want to Col- lose time. Colossians
3: 1 and 12. Giving thanks unto the Father which has made us meet to be partakers. Okay,
0: say Father again. The there father. is a father. Jesus has a father, and you have a heavenly father. There is a father, and then there's a son. Can you get that? Father, son. No man has seen the father, only the son. So there's only one witness of the father. But when you witness to the, about the son of what he is and who he is, he is the express image of the father. And Jesus said, when you've seen me, you've seen the, he's not the father, but he's the express image of the father. What do you get that from? We get it out of the Bible. What is that? Uh, Hebrews chapter 1, uh, verse 3, God in sundry times and in divers manners speaking unto the fathers, that's the uh, uh, patriarchs, in time passed by the prophet, but has in these last days of the Jewish age spoken us by his son, whom he's appointed heir of all things, by whom also he what? No, and he said he expressed image. Get that from me. He's expressed image of his person on the wall being the brightness of his glory, and the express image of his person. How can you be the express image of a non-physical being? Because he's a non-physical being. It's his attributes. It's who he is. It's what he thinks. It's his will. It's, and so Christ manifested that. That's how he's the express image of an invisible God. And so those pictures you see on the wall. You worship an idolatry. What do you get there from? Get it out of the Bible. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Is that verse uh, 16? Though we knew Christ in the flesh. When he walked in the flesh, yet henceforth know we him no more. We don't know because he's not in the flesh. He's not walking on the earth as a man. He only needed that body because if you own the earth, you are illegal if you don't have a body. You have no business being here. Everything on this earth, it has to be tangible for you and I are concerned. And for Christ to be made, the word of God to be made manifest in a body like you and I. God is a God of order, a God of substance, a God of realness. Amen. Okay, Brother Michael, did we uh, go from verse 12 down to for the sake of time, verse 16. Made in somewhere.
3: Okay. Uh, which had made us meet to be partakers. Verse of Verse 15. Who is the image of the invisible God. There we God. go again.
0: Who is talking about Christ. Verse 14 to tell you that. Read verse 14.
3: 13. 13. Who had delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us unto darkness. Darkness in the Bible
0: is ignorance. It's a lack of understanding. It's a lack of knowledge. It's called darkness. You cannot see. Eyes uh, of your understanding hadn't been. And as trans, this is our God the Father. He has delivered us from the power of darkness. And has translated us into the kingdom of his what? Dear Son. There's a father and there's a son. Can you see that? Keep reading. It's going to get more imperative than this. In whom, In whom, whom we have redemption. That's the son, Brother Michael. In whom what?
3: In whom we have redemption Talking through about his, his son, blood.
0: Through his blood. Go ahead.
3: Even the f- forgiveness of sins. Keep reading. Who is the image of the invisible there it God?
0: Is. The son is the image of the invisible God. Only way you can be the image of something invisible is by the things that are not visible. That's your attitude, that's your conduct, that's your will, that's your desire. Christ made those things known. Are you with me?
2: Firstborn
3: of every creature.
0: Okay. Firstborn means the first created. He calls the Son. Let me hear you say it, saints. It's not blasphemy. What is Christ or what? I can't hear you. You're scared to say it. Say it. He's the what? Firstborn. First created. He is a created being. The word of God is created. He created him. Okay. Okay, One more. Revelation 3.14. Yes. These things says the amen. The beginning. Talking about Christ. He's the beginning of the creation of God. Revelation 3.18. Write this down. He is the beginning of the creation of God. The beginning. That's where he started. And so that makes him the Alpha, 314, that makes him the Alpha. And because he himself created nothing else after Christ, everything else is created through Christ or through the word. He's the Alpha, he's the beginning, and he's the Omega because he's the end of God himself creating anything. Did I get you? Did you understand that? That's an Alpha, the word, that's the first letter of the Greek alphabet. That's the beginning. And he's the Omega. He is the last thing that God the Father created directly. Get this down. It's imperative. The Father as a son. And he can't, can't get to the Father but through the Son. When you glorify the Son, you glorify the Father. You can't circumvent. You can't circumvent. Hey, yes, sir. Go ahead. You, you're free. Anytime someone teaching you, every one of you, listen to me. Anytime someone is teaching you, you have a God-given right to stop and question them. If they get offended because you questioning them, then God didn't send them to teach you. When you're in school, you didn't understand. You raised your hand, didn't you? You have a right to question anybody who's teaching. You don't even have to agree with them. You can ask for clarification or for confrontation. You would respect, but hey, brother Brown, you said such and such. I don't agree with. you. you Got a right not to agree. I'm asking you what Bible was. You have scripture why you don't agree. We have to reconcile the scripture. But if you don't agree just because it's not the way you was told, that's not a valid reason. I can't argue with you with lies. You got a scripture for why you feel differently, and you got a right to confirm. It makes sense to you. I've got, I got a lot of trouble because I question people talking to me. I'm on my very soul. And I'm supposed to agree just because you said it? Because your collar flipped around back? They call you real? Your breath is in your nostrils like mine. You're not divine. I have a right to question you. And if you know what you're talking about, you wouldn't get offended. I have you have a right to question me. And if my spirit changed, my disposition changed, I get angry, then something wrong with me. Something wrong with me. I shouldn't be saying it. If God gave you the right, no man has the right to take it from. That's a God. I'm sorry, brother. I'm preaching. Question me.
1: I really appreciate the things that I'm hearing. Um, but in Colossians says Christ is the invisible is the image of the invisible of God, the firstborn of every create of of uh of every creature.
0: But listen, that probably got a because that is the words you see creature on every creature, that's creation. I just don't argue with every word. Many of them are mistranslated, but that is creation. And if you use it, read another translation or another, like the uh, French Bible, those words are correct, translated correctly. I use King James because that's what's most popular used. But there's a lot of mistranslated words. They don't mean any harm. But he is the first beginning of the creation of God, not just a creature. You think about a creature, you talk about think of something living. No, a creation is everything that was made. Whether it's light or darkness, everything. He's the beginning of the creation. I, I, I didn't want to use the word. There was a correct word because people can't hear you when you're choking over a word. Words they use. Cut down on things that's minor. Go ahead, sir.
1: My question is, when, you're reading, when I'm reading Genesis, this is so, when I'm reading like the first Genesis 1 and 1, in the beginning God created heaven and the earth. I'm, I'm seeing that as God the Father. Just help me Absolutely. Dif- differentiate the two. Yes, sir.
0: Between? The son, as he said when he's on the earth, does nothing of his self. Whatever the father will, is what he do. When God, in the beginning, God created heavens and earth. He did. He willed it. But it was the word that spoke it. That's just God's will. He created things. Everything is created by His word. So He, He willed it. The word uttered it. It uttered. It gave voice to it. When he gave voice to it, that was to create a force. The Spirit of God went into operation. So when God does something, it's his will. and He does it by his word. God wills. Words utter. The Spirit brings into manifest To your soul. Your mouth an entrance to your heart. And you have to chew it. Mentally. And if it doesn't digest, you'll never get into your heart. Somewhere down the line, you'll fall out your mouth. So you're doing the right thing. Try to break it up. But if you can't swallow it, we'll help you. And I can give you other scriptures in a moment. Sir?
1: I, w- I was just asking. That's why it says in, in John 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. So is that showing Christ was the Word?
0: Yes, sir. I, I'll, I'll, that's, that's wonderful. Hold your thought. No, you don't have to hold your thought. I'll incorporate it. Listen. There's many beginnings in the Bible. First question is, what is he talking about? Genesis 1 and 1, in the beginning, God created. That's the beginning of heaven and earth. But there was a beginning before heaven and earth. Then you read in John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. That's before the one you read in Genesis 1 and 1. There are different beginnings. There's the beginning of the Jewish nation. There's the beginning of the New Testament church. As the beginning of the fall and away of the church, the beginning of the restoration of the church. What beginning are you making reference? To? And see, John one and one. In the beginning was the word. That's before heaven and earth. And the word was with God. The word was with God. Then he says the word was God. That was the expressed thoughts of the Father. He's not God the Father, but he was the thoughts of the Father through the womb of a woman. The spirit of God moved upon Mary, impregnated her, and he bring forth this child whose blood did not come from Adam. It came from above. Uncontaminated, as Adam's was. Uncontaminated until he sinned. Are you with me here? Stop me and question me if you can't grab it. I want you to get it as we go. And if you don't get this right, the whole concept of God will be skewed. Every time you say Jesus, you think about some European in your mind. And we'll spend the rest of our years trying to wash your mind from idolatry. It's not true. Sorry. Sorry that it may offend some people. That's more people. There's hundreds of people watching us on BoxCast. You think, think some people have... Brother Brown, why do they put that... There then, put it there because certain people don't want to worship them darker than this. And you, a Middle Eastern, you darker than a European, or even European American. And some brothers, African, Episcopalian, it made Christ a soul brother. Got a nice fur on him. He wasn't a soul brother. He was a Middle East. That's just his body. That's not what he was. He just was born in that of people. Because it was prophesied. And the eyes of shall thy seed be called. It came down through that lineage. Nothing to do with his body. Are you with me, saints of God? And so we don't worship uh, something tangible. We don't worship image and idols. And by the way, that's another subject. I'll get on that another day. But there is difference. Anything that's an image, that's called a graven image. There's a difference between an image and a graven image. Image means anything that's, a, anything that's uh, erected. Christmas trees is an image. Any pole up that's called an image. A graven image is when you liken it to something. You made it in a similitude of something. And so those pictures you see are graven images. Every one of them are. That's enough of that. Angels. Big pot belly bellies, angel with wings. That's idolatry. Who told you angels had wings? Who told you they had a big pot belly Get that from you. you. didn't get it from the Bible. By the way, I notice everything is the same color skin, too. It don't look like you either. I'll let you know that's just the image of that man who created. It may look like him to themselves. Let's get that idolatry out of our mind, out of our hearts. This is a spiritual life. This is a spiritual book, and God is a spiritual being. And our job is to transform you from terrestrial, which is earthly, and carnal, into that which is celestial, a spiritual being. Jesus said himself, he said, God is a what? Spirit. They that worship him must worship in what? Spirit. And so those images stop you from worshiping God in the spirit. It's it's contaminating. Worship. Well, among us, it's showing the word of God now took on a form of a man. Let's slow down and go through. The word was made flesh, that is flesh and blood, dwell among us. We beheld the glory. Listen to this. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. He's the only thing that God the Father created. He's the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I like verse 15 real quick. I'm gonna pull back on this. I want to go to the I'm sorry, next verse. Oh, get it from me. It's a little bit further down he said which was born, not of the will of the flesh, nor of blood. Is that verse 16? Come on, get it from me. 13. Forgive me. Which was born, talking about Christ, not of blood. That's not of the blood of man. That's not where he came from. He was conceived of the Holy Ghost, nor of the will of the flesh. When a man looks at a woman and says, Oh, yes, okay, here we go. Then of course she produced something. That's the will of the flesh nor of the will of man. It wasn't somebody intentionally trying to reduce, but of what? But of God. He was born of God. The only thing that was born of God directly. And then, of course, we went to Colossians 3. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. We went to Revelation 3.14. Let's pull that up. Just stay with me for a moment. I'm heading somewhere. You got to get a good foundation in your understanding of vanity. And you can't worship the truth and worship a lie at the same time. You have to hold one to despise the other. And every lie is an adversary to the truth. Christ is the truth. He is the truth. You want that? Uh, what is that, John 17, 17? Our word is truth. Every time I'm worshiping something false to that, I'm an enemy to that truth. So the first thing, have do, we have to stop being enemies of God. Everything that's contrary to the scriptures or contrary to truth is an enemy to the truth. Everything. Jesus pray, praying for his disciples. He's talking to his father. And by the way, how can a man pray to himself if Jesus Christ was God? Who is he praying to? And when he was on the cross, he said, "Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit." Who was he talking to? So when Christ died, God died. Who run running the earth then? In the universe. Come on you please stop that. Don't be blind followers and listen to the blind leaders. Jesus said if the blind follow the blind, they're both going to fall into a ditch. A ditch is a denomination. It's a cult, a schism, a schism. That's a ditch. You get in it, and it's hard to get you out of that. Even if you leave, you're still in your mind. Oh, God, please cleanse us. Yes. Bad understanding. Bad feet. Metaphor speaking, Jesus had to wash the disciples' feet. You got to clean your understanding up. Okay. Until the angel. Angels is what it should be, but that's okay. The angel of the church of the Laosodian write. These things says the amen. You know what the word amen means? It means I agree. Whatever the word uttered, whatever God thought the word, Jesus Christ is called the amen. He agreed whatever his father thought. He uttered it. So he's called the amen. That's talking about the person. These things said the amen. Then he's the faithful and what? True witness. No one else can witness the Father because you've never seen him. The only true and faithful witness is Christ. He is the faithful and true witness. Now I want you to read this with me so you don't think I said it. The what? What else? The last one? No, I can't hear you. The what? I can't hear you. Say it again. One more time, everybody. The what? The beginning of the creation of God. The beginning. The Alpha! And it stopped right there. The Omega. Are you Whitman thus far? My Lord. And dogmas and traditional teachings, a tool of iron. And so, if you're going to build a New Testament church, you can't use things that come out of a seminary, come out of traditions and things that man has done. You contaminate. And so, the dear people, the dear people of God, end up coming out of a system, and he says uh, the children of the wicked, the children of the estranged woman, go astray as soon as they be born, speaking lies. You're going to repeat what you was told, and you're lying. You're lying. You don't mean to lie, but you're deceiving people with that which is not true. Okay, that's enough of that. The wicked, that's how he put it, are estranged from the womb. That's talking about the womb of your birth. Wherever you was conceived and birth came forth. And they go astray as soon as they be born. He can lie. Because your mother was lying to you. You're going to repeat the same thing. Repeat the same thing. If my mother told me my father was a dog, I'd say, here, here's your dog. Here's your dog. From the time I was born, she didn't do that. But if she told me that's my dog, that's my dog, that's my dog, somebody would ask me, now I'm three years old, who is that? That's my dog. That's not my dog, it's my father. But that's what I've been told. And so I repeat it. And so you would repeat things that you was told, but it's not true. Am I making sense to you? And you with without excuse because you're in the information age. You can read. You don't have to be ignorant. And Paul writes about that. Peter writes about that. Peter calls him willingly ignorant. Brother, to be ignorant is one thing, but to be willingly ignorant, willingly ignorant is when I choose to be ignorant when I can have a chance to learn. And Paul says, we've done it, brethren, I would not have you to be ignorant. Brother, I would not have you to be ignorant. Brothers, I would not have you to be ignorant. He got tired of saying it. He said, if any man would be ignorant, let him be ignorant because you don't have to be. And so Peter calls it willingly ignorant. I call them ignoramuses. You just made a covenant with ignorance. Won't You reject the light. And Jesus said, light is coming to the world, but men love darkness, ignorance, rather than light because their deeds are evil. You mean tell me I got to stop worshiping his image? Yes. You mean tell me I can't put no prison? Well, no. You mean I can't put no cross up? No. You mean I can't put a seat up? No. You mean I can't worship Mary and a little baby lamb? No. Wow, brother. But what about the last supper? I can't look at this. Just help me to think about the last supper. I got bad news for you. They didn't sit around no table. That's not how they sit. No. Same thing. Come out of an unclean? No, not one. If you're in a sewer pit, forgive my, my harsh description, don't worry about it. Stink in the nozzle of God. Spirit is going to stink. It's going to stink. It's going to give an unsavory odor. You've got to get clean. And these houses of worship is nothing but spiritual sewer pits. It contaminates you, defiles you. Septic is the right term. Septic is the right. It's septic. Things are septic. If you're in the medical field, brother, that's tissues potential for death. got to be washed from that. All those woolly ideas. Uh, what did we stop? We, we never finished reading Colossians. Did we? Let's finish that. I move forward.
3: Colossians 1 and 16. Well, high, for by him were all stop, things stop created. Stop, one second.
0: Hold your head, I want one head up. Raise your hand. I want you to raise your head to see whose hand was raised. Everybody look down. Don't, don't even look at me by the hand. Everybody look down. I want to ask you three questions. First one, how many of you had these images of Christ in your house, image of this man who you call Jesus? Raise your hand. How many of you in your mind? You've seen this man hanging on a cross, and probably had that in your house. Raise your hand. I speak because there's many people on BoxCast and Zoom. Yeah. I don't mean here because we don't have images. Images in the Bible, you have to tear them down. And that's what I'm, I'm trying to tear down images in your mind. Before I can even build, i got to tear down uproot. i got to tear things up in your mind before I can even plant and build you into the truth. Your very concepts is twisted. You come out of religion, you better off coming out of the world. I mean, coming out of the ungodly world than coming out of religious pits. When you come out of the religious world, you only got to repent of your sin. When you come out of religion, you got to repent of your sin and that which you thought was godly. It was against God, and you didn't even know it. You're an enemy to God. Paul calls it by wicked works, enemies in your mind, by wicked works. I didn't steal, I didn't kill, yes, but I was propagating a lie. Go ahead for your benefit. I'm stirred now. I was just heading somewhere. I'm fired up. It's, it's my job. It's every God called, God sent minister's job. It's to tear down, uproot, pluck up. Then you can plant. and Then you can build. Go ahead, sir. Give me that Jeremiah chapter 1. I'm, they think I'm, I didn't make this up. This is your job. And it's not a popular job to tear down people's belief and concept. Some people will fight. Some people will kill you for what they believe. Well, you're going to kill somebody behind a lie. And no truth, no, no lies of the truth. Everything that's a lie is against Christ. Christ is the word of God. And you teaching and preaching a lie, you are an antichrist. Paul calls him that. He said, John calls him that. He said, even now there's many antichrists. Christ was dead. He's talking about him being natural. He's talking about teaching against his teachings, perverting the word of God. It's a spirit. It's not a person. And you're in that spirit of deception. Falsehood, deceit. When you drive down the highway and you see these houses of worship, said so they go an antichrist. They're another steeple over there go another Antichrist. Oh, Brother Brown can you be nicer than that. No. It's either for the truth or it's against the truth. You're not new around here. You've been somewhere. You've been looking. I may be strange to some of them, but I don't think I'm this. You know, I, I can discern something. A wow, how? I got to say it's the Lord. I know what I'm looking at. I know in somebody that could care less. They're to their conscience, come to church to ease their conscience, going by their business. Not that person. They come to ease your conscience. And because you want some truth, see whether we have any. I don't run from it when you hear it. Everybody wants God until they meet him, find out he ain't Santa Claus. You no, know, he expect me to give up my life to gain eternal life. Well, oh, what? My life? You mean my life? I mean, you're talking about my you talking about my going out and catching Mardi Gras bees? Yes. You talking about me putting up countries? Yes. You trying to tell my king on East Egg? No. You want God, don't you? How <laughs> would be look like that? <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, brother. I talked over you that. No, where was going? I, I'm shuffling. We are going things.
3: to Jeremiah 1 and 10.
0: John, get this down. Get this down. Listen to this.
3: See, I have this day set thee over the nations. This is talking
0: about to Jeremiah. God called Jeremiah to tell the truth. To establish a people in righteousness. Listen to this.
3: And over the kingdoms
2: to root out.
0: Uh Uh-oh, to do what? Root out. No, to preach prosperity.
2: Root out. To tell you
0: God wants you to have a good day. It's to root out and to pull down down, to destroy, to what? Throw down. That's necessary before you can even build and plant. So that's what we're doing. We're tearing down. We're rooting up, Brother Michael, pulling down, destroying, throwing down so we can build on truth so we can plant. you in Christ. If you're not planted in the truth, you're not planted in Christ. Even if it's a nice place, a good social setting, that's wonderful. But you're not in Christ. You're in that organization. That's not in Christ. You have to be in truth to be in Christ. Otherwise, I'm in Adam. You can call it what you want. Be a religious Adam, but it's still Adam. It's the works of Adam. It's witty inventions. It's woolly ideals. It's something man has concocted. And know how to entertain you. Put some lights up. Paint the background black and put a stage up there. People like to be entertained, so that's religious entertainment. But you'll walk out just as unlearned as you did when you come in. You could have took your time and went shot some poo. You get the same spiritual benefit. Why I'm so stirred this morning wasn't on my mind. I don't know about you, but I hate deception. What about you? I hate deception. Leave me alone if you're going to deceive me. Otherwise, you can think you're worshiping the Lord and you're giving all your years. To a cruel system. You've given your years to that which is cruel. And then you say, I'm serving God. I'm in this church. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. You're laboring in the house of a stranger. A stranger, somebody the Lord doesn't know. He doesn't know that system. But what do you mean? Jesus said, Ministers said to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? And in your name have we cast out devils and did many wonderful works? I shall declare to depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. New mean I wasn't intimate with you. You didn't have a relationship with the truth. Maybe in the house of a stranger.
2: was not working in my house. Amen.
0: Sorry, brother Michael. Go ahead. Let's finish this. Back to Colossians. Oh, wait a minute. Let, go back and let them read that. Lest they think I'm I'm making something up. No, the last one. Here it is. Go back to verse 22. Write these verses down, and you tell me where you fit. Then it shall say to me in that day, that's the day of judging their life. Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Did I not preach good messages and had hundreds and sometimes thousands of people? Have we not prophesied in our name, and in our name cast out devils? and In thy name done many wonderful works. We helped little old ladies cross the street, and we had a, a clothing house for the, for the Homeless and batter house for a battered woman. did we, we do all these wonderful things? You did it in the name of whatever you was in. You knew it in my name. Give me for saying, you, you was in the Salvation Army. Whatever you did, you did to the glory of the Salvation Army. You was in the B Church, and everything you did was for the glory of the B Church. You weren't in my name. You weren't in truth. You was in that. You can help a little old lady across the street all you want. But if you can't give that lady a chance for eternal life and words of life, all you've done is help us cross the street. You've done nothing for our soul. You've done nothing for her. I'm not against help people. Help people. But the best help you can give somebody is truth. A chance for eternal life. Cast out deception. You know, I, spend my, I don't talk about me, but I spend time and years playing sports. I wasn't a world worry about time take care of something. I'm too old now. But I get... Hours and days and weeks and months and years of my life playing sports because I was taught from an environment I was in that sports is a way out of poverty. This is your way out. You're going to make it out of poverty through sports. It's a way to, uh, to be admired and adored. Great accolades. I gave years of my life to that. What did you get? Nothing. Bad knees? That's about what I gained. Yeah, gave son, can you bear witness to what I'm saying? You gave years to that, didn't you? I'm not against it, but you gave years to that. That was your God, wasn't it? You thought about it in the morning. You thought about it when the sun came up. You thought about it at noonday, and you thought about it when the sun went down. Did you sleep with a ball? I used to sleep with a ball. You ever slept with a ball? I slept with one. I'm not the only one. A lot of us, we sleep with balls. You ever slept with a ball, sir? You like a ball sleeper. Yeah, but you you thought that was your way. You thought that was your way out of profit, to be honest. But it was a deception. Somebody lied to me and lied to you, lied to many of us, and we got nothing but memories. Memory didn't pay you any bills, memory didn't give you any light, no understanding. I like to take whatever years God gave me on this earth. I like to make wrong right by giving myself to the Lord. And propagating truth and life, not a falsehood. My God, light. It's so beautiful when you see it. Uh, I'm sorry, let's keep reading. Scripture for you, behold, light is sweet. It's a pleasant thing for the eyes to behold the sun. The sun is illumination, understanding when you can see it. It's not what to do, it's knowing why to do it, how to do it, when to do it. It's so sweet. Nothing can satisfy. That's what got me stirred, my soul, but Jesus. But Jesus, the word of God, don't think about that image that was sitting in front of you. It's the word of God. I was tearing down roots. Let me give you another one. Did you finish that one, Brother Michael? One more. Did you finish that one in Jeremiah 1? You did. Go to, go to uh, Deuteronomy chapter 7. So when you walk out of here, I want you to have less idols in your, in your, pardon your mind. If you got pictures on your walls, images in your head, get removed them, please. That's offensive to the Lord. And if Christ did look that for which he didn't, he'd been dead, They've been dead for hundreds of years. You're worshiping, when you look at that, you're worshiping an image. And it's a false image at that. That's a graven image. Deuteronomy chapter 7. I'm going to let you read this because you, you would have a hard time if I attempted to quote it. You'd think I misquoted it. Uh, wow. Here we go. I'm going to be a little bumping now. Fasten your seatbelt. in a terrible. The Lord thy God will put out those nations before thee little by little. Go down a little bit further. Verse 23. Uh, but the Lord thy God shall deliver them unto thee. Look at this now. And and shall what? Read it with me. Destroy them with a mighty destruction until they be destroyed. And watch this. Verse 25. Read this with me please. The images. Read it with me please the graven images of their God, you shall what? Wow. Wow. Keep reading. And so, no, we don't want any of those things. I don't care how pretty the painting is. I don't care how nicely uh, the the crucifix are. We don't want any of that. I don't care how pretty those golden eggs is by the back. No rabbits, don't even lay eggs. Why would somebody... Indulge in such food. Not just enough. They take the eggs. Brother Shelby, did you ever dye any egg, son? You look like an egg dial. You probably dye some eggs, brother. You look like somebody, Sister Darlene, put your hands. I know you dial eggs. Thank God the Lord gonna deliver an egg dye. Dial. dial them pink and red and blue and green and go hide them in the grass. Sister they once you say a word, I can look at you. You, you're nothing but, but an Easter bug, any, a hunting, egg laying rabbit sister. Did you do that, Sister Alice? Fertility. You're worshiping Diana, the sun goddess. That's what you're worshiping. God of festivity, of uh, fertility, multiplying. Esther is a name, depending on where you went. Esther. We call it Easter. You say, but Brother Brown, is in the Bible. It's not. The word is Passover. It was translated there by the 54 uh, scholars that King, King James had appointed. And these guys gathered from the Church of England, which got it from the Church of Christ. I mean, come from the Catholic Church. That's, is in at one-time mistranslated, Easter. word is Passover. It's not even in the Creole Bible, but it's in the King James. Because who, that's who had it written, King James. That's enough. Before we go any further, these seven churches of Asia, where it was written, he was on the Isle of Patmos. Listen to me carefully. He was in captivity. He was there for Ephesus. So that's where he starts off with Ephesus. Then he writes to these seven churches. They go up, three churches, turn to the right, and come back down. So he's writing to the order in which the churches was established on the king's highway. There was a knot, say it again, That's not the fall and rise of the church order. I do agree. Those seven churches, he's writing to seven dispensations, but they're not put in the order in which he was writing to the dispensation of the church moving. It was written to the order in which they was on the king's highway. Are you listening to me? There's two churches that the Lord didn't rebuke, and he rebuked the other five. Sorry? Smyrna and Philadelphia. Philadelphia represents the latter rain church, church back in order. Smyrna represents, this is our understanding, we could be wrong. You'd have to compare that with the early rain church. Ephesus, it's not the first century church. Ephesus had, he had an alt against it. He had no alt against the church that came out on the day of Pentecost. He has no alt against the church that's going to be reaped. But every church in between those two, he had an alt. And so it's not written in the order. You're trying to put them in the order around the tabernacle. It will not fit. Because that's not how he's writing. He's writing it to the order of the churches that they was in. Are you following me, saints? But there's lessons to be gleaned from each one of them. Each one of those churches, there's truths you want to get. I just want to do Ephesus first. And they were a great church. He knew their work, their labor, and their patience. He commended them for that. And then The fact that they loved the truth because he tried those which say they was apostles and found them liars. He commended them for that. But he had something against them. And here's what you and I have to focus on. He had something against them because they left their first love. And the first love was not the truth. They still had a love for the truth. We can prove that. And they still had a love for the order. We can prove that. So what was that first love they left? Go through and you look at it carefully. What the first love? When you came into the kingdom of God, the Bible, when you first got your eyes open, what was it that you loved more than everything else? Was it the truth of God? Was it the word of God? It probably was some of that. But what you loved more than anything else, that was the spirit that you felt of Christ. And it's the spirit in the bride say, come. It was something that was compelling you. Uh, when you. When you first get your eyes open, you can see your mother's house. You love the... Atmosphere. You love the uh, the sweetness. You love the knowledge, the wisdom, the understanding. You love you love the spirit that you felt, and that was the pathway, or we call the spirit of charity. Not some attributes, but the whole consummation of charity. And the love, the word charity is the same word translated love, but it's not a human love. It's a divine love. Uh, I'm going to show it to you. Go to, go, to, uh, go to Hebrews chapter 10. Remember the former days in which you was illuminated when you endured such a great fight of affliction took joyfully the spoiling of your goods. When you first get your eyes open, you don't care who don't like you no more. You don't care who separates from you. Brother, you found the treasure hidden in the field, and you buy the whole field. You don't care. I don't care if you don't like me. I do care. I wish you would, but that's not going to make me back up. I don't care if I don't get all the sleep I used to get. I love the Word of God. I want to keep reading it, even take half the night. That's your first love. I love to see souls getting saved, people's eyes getting opened. You love it. It's like you're getting born again all over again, born over, born again, all over again. Love to see people receive the Holy Ghost. Love to see people illuminated. Watch people countenance. When you first get saved, it wasn't just the Word of God, though you love that. It wasn't just the Word of God, though you love that. You love the whole caboodle. You love all of it. It's the pathway of charity. And you loved it. And you can leave it. When I don't have the same love for somebody else that people have for me when I got first saved, I left my first love. When, when people my when start considering what is going to cause me to acknowledge that I'm a part of you people, I lost my first. When I first got it, I didn't care. You didn't care. You want to see everybody safe. It's like finding, Brother Michael's referencing gold in in California. When you found the gold and you know you have it, you can't help but tell somebody, Brother, I done struck it rich. And when you found the truth of the word of God, you don't care who rejects you. You got to tell it, I found what I've been searching for. And so if you're not careful, you can still love truth you love order, but you can lose your first love. And you can't reduce it down to just one aspect. It's, it's a whole pathway of charity. Uh, did you get that scripture for me? Listen to this. This is Paul writing to the Hebrews. This is the Christians back in Jerusalem who was being persecuted. But they didn't care, brother. They had their first love when they first got saved. They didn't care what it cost them. Read this. Uh, I hate to start a verse with but. Go to verse 31 first, context. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hand of a living God. That is, once you have found the truth and you reject it. Now, verse 32. Here we go. Let's take a moment. But call to, rem- every one of us, please do this. Call to remember the what? Former days in which after you was, your eyes got open. You endured what? A great fight of afflictions. And it was, but you didn't care because you were so entrenched. And I just don't have time. God will give me grace. I'll go through it. And see, when you read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, we call it the charity chapter. Brother, it was all of those elements. See, you, and, and when, you, when the charity of God, it rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. Bear it all things, believe it in all things, endure all things. Charity is not some of those attributes. It's all of them. And so I can hold to some and not have the others. And I love my first love. How much of those attributes can I lose and still have charity? I say none. You have to love others. As you. Time has stopped. got to stop. you got to eat dinner. But I want to get back on it. I want you to see it. We're going to go through Revelation, but don't you miss them golden nuggets that's in those books because he's writing to a church that had fallen away. We have to make sure that we don't lose our first love. And every admonition he gave to those churches, we better take heed because they had written for our learning. Amen. Pay attention. This is serious. Brother, you're in this for life. Amen. So make sure we, when we first got saved, some of you who was with me from the very beginning, I'm talking about back in uh, 1987 when we started, February the 17th, 1987. That's a lot of years ago. Do you remember when we first got saved? 97, thank you. 97. You remember when we first got started? Brother, there's nothing thrilled our heart more than seeing somebody come up to the altar and receive the Holy Spirit. How many remember that? And not only that, brother, we spent time with people. They was at our, brother Rick, you, I mean, brother, you was 11, 12 years old, 10 or 11. I got pictures of you sitting around my, my, my swimming pool, eyes bucked like an eagle. I mean, your mother wasn't even there. Your, your auntie brought you. You was intense, just as intense as you are now, but you was intense in learning. And, brother, we had fellowship. You remember, I'm, I'm talk, these are just former days. <coughs> not every other week or once a month. Every single week, it's going to be Friday or Saturday. I remember those days, and people scratch your floors up, they suck your food up, don't wash the dishes, leave you with the dishes. We didn't care. We just wanted to see people saved. Brother, we've left that. A lot of it, I know, through COVID and so on and so forth, but we lost out on some things along those lines. Too busy with too many other things, a Martha spirit. And uh, that was part of the charity we giving our lives and our time to see everybody. It wasn't about you being a part. about you getting your eyes open. If you never took root, we still love you. We care for you. We, we couldn't do enough. I had to be a modest more than once. Brother Brown, I love people too much. But i smother them. And I say, yes, sir. Right on, right on back what we was doing. Your car broke, we just trying to fix it. I don't know anything about no mechanics. Brother, I tried to change Sister Rita's oil. Did. Yeah. And I finished the more oil on a slab than it was in an engine. But she didn't have no money. She needed somebody to fix it. So a couple of brothers would go over and we just, you, you, you didn't mind. You didn't care. And when someone came in, we left the 99 and went to the 1. How I many remember that? Y'all yeah, remember that? You were going to walk in those doors and get out free. Whether you wanted to or not, you're going to get drowned in love. We got your phone number, your location. I don't have a car. You don't need one. We'll come get you. You remember that? And that's because the love that we had, not for any one thing, but just the charity of God. I'll get back on it. I have to get back on it. And so now that you've grown a little bit, now so you're not in in, in poverty and the things of God. We was in hotel rooms, sitting up hotel rooms. You got to break it back down because people want their room back. All in chairs around in a van. Wore my van out. Y'all remember that? We had no certain dwelling places. You remember that? But we labored. We travail and never complained. Cook food. Put the food in vans and drive all the way to Baton Rouge. I many remember that. We did those things. We did them. And I uh, got rebuked for that openly. <laughs> Let, a brown. Let a few faithful saints wear well, their stuff off all this shaft you got in here. I mean, them people ain't going to never mount to nothing. Don't you see that? They're just here for a free meal. Don't give them no meal and see when they come back next Sunday they going to get up and preach over their head and run them out. Come around and say, no, nah, that's your church. And then left. <laughs> you know, ran everybody out the church. But he, I stopped. It took me a while. He was right. It was a few people who were serving all the rest, a few faithful. But I didn't care. I found a treasure in the field. I wanted everybody to see it. I didn't care. And somebody said, well, they misusing you. Man, you weren't misusing me. I was just glad to see you with a chance. I just didn't care. And whatever you do for God, he's going to give it back to you. So who tell me who's cheating? I wasn't cheating. I was investing in the kingdom of God. Some bad fruit, some didn't. Till God give it, the Lord take it away. Bless me the name of the Lord. Either way, I was happy. Hey Amen. I said, brother, we got to remember our first works. I'm going to stop time as far as spent. Get all these woolly ideas out of our mind. Then it's time to build, and to build. As we're doing it in St. Marcus, we got to do our first works over here. Let's be wax fat and kick, And it's a lot of people absent today. Virus. But you don't feel it. This is enough people that you're not limping. I remember when one person wouldn't come, we had almost shut the meeting down, Brother Michael. That one person had to do everything. They had to sing, they had to clean, they had to cook, they had to mop. Now you get 15, it's at least 10 to 15 people out with illness. And we're not missing them, they just closed the ring say, that's good. It's not altogether good because we valued every person. Every person mattered because if that person was out, you're going to limp that meeting. But don't let your good become an enemy to your best. I want to stop. But Aren't you thankful, saints of God? I say, come on, let's, let's tear down, root up, pull up, pluck up, and let's begin to build again, and let's plant in the things of the Lord in Christ, Jesus, not in tradition, rituals. I'm going to stop. I'm on fire here today. I'm going to pull my own plug. Sister Turner, here she comes. You know, Sister Turner was one of the original singers. She was the original singers. Sister Turner was the original singer. A lot of years ago, Sister Turner. Yeah. we have had a lot of bumps and bruises along the way. Sister Turner learned sign language. Down the highway and you stop on the stop sign. You see something rolling down the street, that's your head. That means that you're not doing right. Not listening. I'm sorry. It's another one. <laughs> but we got mature people now. And now, Sister Turner is Sister Turner the age. And the Lord, mature, developed. Do well to listen to her. Uh, by the way, pray for Sister Grace. She's not doing uh, uh, It's just a sinus, but with all the sniffing and the coughing, deciding not to come. Because uh, she don't want you to. I asked her myself. All right. She told me when I was still I had to go get a COVID test. I noticed she didn't go get one. That's <laughs> dive of waste. But that's all right. I didn't, I didn't bother her. <laughs> I feel kind of bad for her. This signs is not contagious. But pray for her, Brother LJ. I'm good to see Sister Fabi. I thought she would have had it as well. Brother, L, Brother LJ has been suffering for several days. Is it flu? Give you sinuses. Pray for him. Sister Phillips, another one, having flu like conditions, um, on and on. Um, Brother Sean, glad to see
2: you. Remember the days when a husband was sick, the wife stayed home.
0: That's the love of God. and I, pray. That's, I named some of them. Who the rest of them? Brother Richard. Brother Rick Power, oh, there several. Else? Yes. Let's pray for the, I'm glad you went. That's why I encourage you to go to St. Mark's, that you can see the area, see the need, see the hand of God operating. Give you, uh, give you a vision, not just words, but you, to really see it. Brother Jacob, you got a hook in his jaw. You're Marcus, you like St. Mark's, sir? Tell him how much you like it. and hear what he said, give him a mic. I want you to listen to that. He astonished me. I walked in Friday night. I was on my way to, to the uh, platform, looked over at him, and said, Brother Brown, I told my mother what you told me. And it's correct. I'm happy for you. Those of you who are, have responsibilities in official offices here, can't hurt one assembly while you're building another. It's not God. That's going to So if you want to move, you're in support. You have to do it orderly. To capacity, you have to schedule time. Brother Jake, and God bless you, I, I, I admire of you. i you. watching you. Listen intensely.
2: See the first time I saw you. Church, there is
0: for you can't do well in this area because that's why we give you an opportunity. We're not trying to do that. We're going to do it orderly. They asked me, Sister Janita, one, aren't you worrying about all the young people leaving? No. Why? The same God that sent them. He won't think he won't send me? If it's God, nobody suffers. That's not my insecurity. It belongs to the Lord. It don't belong to me. And so whatever leave, I'll give you a replacement. Brother Jacob, God bless his wonderful soul, replacing Caleb. Other brother replacing Brother Jacob, not in the capacity of the, but vigilant soul. Uh, before Sister Jazz even left, that's how you got here, Sister Tabitha. That's how you got here. She brought you here to take her place. Did she tell you that? Did she tell you that? Well, she can't go unless she gets a report. I mean, somebody's come to church, Someone dedicated. That's how you got here. So this is the rule. You must have a replacement if you have an official office. how to get on that? I don't know. Anyway, let's thank the Lord for this day. It's been a good day, had not it? Let's all rise. i pray for our ongoing prayer list. I won't go through the names. Time is too far spent. But there are conditions. Let's pray for the church or the work there. It's not a church there. I'll tell you when. There's ways to gauge it. When that church is built strong enough, and withstand all the wiles of the devil without any assistance, then it's a church. And then it's a work. It's a work until there's enough people from that area who's not from this church, part of that church with their eyes open, not just being a part. Eyes are open. They're steadfast, unmoved, always abounding. Work. Then it's a church. Right now it's a work. It's going to be a work for a few. Years. It takes time. Feel it right, otherwise you've got a place of worship, but it's not. Church is split; it'll fragmentize. You'll have groups. It's a lot can go on. Get prove that nothing can tear it up. Won't be in the splits, because people's eyes is open. That takes time to get you to work. So let's remember the work. Work will be a strong church, and it will be. It's going to take time, though. Is that all right? Is a Betty trying to drag you over there? You, and my Sister Betty, tell me I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Go fast, Sister Betty. Go fast. I'm going to rebuke Brother Nell. I heard he and Sister Betty come to get you. They drove all the way to come get you. Betty said, I ain't going. They went all the way back home fussing. All would tell on me. I never said nothing about it. I don't know. I was saying, Amen, Sister Betty. Amen. He's a good God, isn't he? Oh, God, we thank you for giving us understanding to tear down uproot, pull down, pluck up everything in our life that's not like you, Lord. God, if we take the skin off our back, we want to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding the work of the Lord. Help us, dear God, to choose the good and refuse the evil, to stand for what's right, oh God, to bring glory and honor to your name, not to compromise, not to bend, not to bow, not to break, not to take the path of the least resistance, but to lift up the truth of the name of the Lord. It's a strong tower and the rights can run in and be safe all the prayer petition of all your people, all those who are afflicted or sick, all those who are troubled and confused, Lord, that you will show great mercy. Open their eyes as you did ours, Lord. Bring us out of darkness into this marvelous light. Your wonderful and only Son name Jesus, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Hey, Brother Brown, the Bible said we're sons of God. How do you rectify that? You're not begotten of God. Christ, This is when he becomes your brother and your son. You're his disciples. You know that? You know Christ is both your father and your brother? That's why he's called the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince. It's through him he was begotten. Amen. That's enough of that. I teaching again. But but all those things being said, let's prepare our heart to bless the Lord in our substance. Let's be faithful uh, in the things God has blessed us with. Be thankful. We're appreciative. Money. It's necessary in the natural. You don't need to spend money. you are sitting in the air conditioner, grounds, everything. Insurance. Which pray to God give us favor. thought oh, we got the second one. Oh, we're still dealing with 50, 50, $54,000. Had to be out of their mind. The problem is nobody writing church. Broke it up and told the brothers to help us with it. Nobody can find writers. The one who insured us last year, no longer writes. The one who insured us when the storm hit, no longer write insurance in the, in the Gulf Coast. So there's like only about three companies. They're gouging. So we can't do that. I don't know what we're going to do. went ahead and paid a deposit. They don't know the deposit just to make the notes but we try to find a way around it. Just a deposit, I forgot how much it was, but it was like 10000 just to put down. For something we're not going to keep. It's eleven thousand. Thank you, Sister Desiree. It's a lot of money. I used to buy insurance for eleven thousand for the whole year. Now it's just a down payment. That's insanity. But nothing too hard for God, is it? No, I'm not discouraged at all. I'm not even worrying about it. I'm concerned about it. but I'm not worrying about it. God has always met our needs. He'd never come up slack. We're not in a situation where we got to fret. This church has proven. It's been tested and passed the test of time. It had the wind to win the blow. And we hadn't lost one shingle. We'll do quite fine, and everything will always come through victorious. That sound like you're boasting? No, I'm not. I'm telling the truth. I'll make the statement. And go to my seat. You can't tear this church up, if you try it with a sledgehammer. You put a stick of dynamite, and you still you couldn't tear this church up. It's built right. I mean the bill, I mean the people. You'll never scatter them. You'll never confuse them. You'll never splinter. Said Brother Brown, you boasting. No, I'm not. It's built right. You can't tear it up. Why? Because it's the church that Jesus Christ has built. Amen. Not built by man. He used human instrumentality, but we built it on the B I B L E, And with that, you can go home and go to sleep. Except, the Lord, give you a scripture. I'm going to wait till my seat. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman wake it, but in vain. In vain for you to sit up and eat the bread of sorrow. Well, he gave his beloved what? Sleep. Go home and go to bed. Go to sleep. Lord I'm telling you, I got this. Amen. Amen.
10: Since you brought me to the heaven, heaven, praise God. And she brought me to this heaven Praise God, I'll never be the same Once I was in darkness, only the light did shine I did i
9: Thank you, Lord. We're going to do announcements, and uh, we're going to move into the dining area. We have food prepared today. Financial meeting tomorrow here
2: at 6 o'clock p.m. Church cleanup, March 9th, 8 a.m. That's all? All right, then. Well, that's all the announcements. Cleaning team one after the meeting today.
9: Okay, so let's uh, pray for the food. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, Lord. We just thank you for this food that's been prepared. Be with those who have labored, Lord. Ask you to continue to just bless us with great fellowship. Help us grow closer together as we grow closer to you. We thank you, Lord, for all you do and all you've done. Amen for the cleaning teams is in the kitchen. Uh, Did I say that right? I'm sorry, okay. (laughs) The uh, cooking team new schedule is in the kitchen and then the cleaning team schedule is in the storage room in the hall. That's better, I I got it right? Amen.